0: This is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney Insights podcast. Josh Tomorrow hosted a major presentation this weekend at Destination D23 at Walt Disney World, where many new and newly revised attractions were announced, as well as the details of many attractions already announced. We go into detail and study each of them, We also talk about attractions and other offerings not mentioned at all, yet still very much in the works. And we talk about projects announced only a year ago that seem to have gone on the cutting block. In short, there are well over 50 attractions, hotels, entertainment offerings, restaurants, ships, and more coming to Disney parks and elsewhere around the world. There is truly a lot going on. And we want to make sure you get the entire big picture along with available details join us for major destination d23 announcements as always i invite you to make sure you check out uh disneyinsights.com because if i'm talking about 50 different projects i've got almost that many photos or images of the projects being worked on. There's a lot going on. And what was jarring was actually I would woken up really early this morning, couldn't go back to sleep, sat down and typed out my list of all the things being worked on or being thought to work on and then compared it to what was actually discussed. In fact, uh, last summer, They shared in a graphic, and it's one of the first graphics you'll see at uh, uh, Disney Insights. They shared what they called a boundless future, where they showed 2022, 23, and 24, and all the things were coming. Disney Wish was the big thing last year. Um, Runaway Railway and Journey of Water are big things this year. Next year, Cotino, Disney Treasure... And of course, Tiana's Bayou Adventure are all coming. There were about 32 things that were mentioned. Some very small things, such as the villas at Disneyland Hotel. I'm not saying they're small things. They're actually big projects. But like Hulk at Disneyland, not even sure if he's still making appearances over there. Or the cruise line going to New Zealand and Australia. Those were two of the 32 things. So compare that to well over 50 things that we have on our list this is um, this is pretty involved. So let's um, let's start out at the Disneyland Resort, and we're going to start off right off the bat with something well underway and not far from being done, and not mentioned one bit at all. The fact um, it may open before the Hatbox Ghost, which is a more minor project, and yet it it didn't have any part of the discussion. That is the Adventureland Treehouse inspired by Swiss Family Robinson or by Swiss Family Treehouse. And by the way, this is is such a great example of so many things that were talked about that are being remodeled or redone. This is the big theme of this conference. You're not going to see a lot of new, especially big e-ticket attractions, but you are going to see a lot of things in the works. For instance, Tiana's. Which is the next one? We'll talk about it when we get to Walt Disney World. But Tiana's is um, is is a redo of Splash Mountain, of course, and then Tiana's Palace, which was a redo of the French Market, just opened. It wasn't talked about here. Neither were um, some add-ons that were announced earlier in the week. Um, you remember that I did a podcast not long ago where I said, hey, you know, you got to assume positive intent. And I gave, as an example, the the hatbox ghost. Well, yeah, then they go off and try my patience with changes to the Haunted Mansion. Now, some of them are well warranted. For instance, um, one of the things that they needed to address were queue issues in the Haunted Mansion. The queue just goes and goes and goes. Not sure why it isn't a virtual queue in some ways, but at any rate, that hogs up a lot of the space and that is one of the problems and I'm glad to see them attending to this. I also didn't have a problem with the fact that they were creating a Haunted Mansion store at the exit to the mansion. There was always a little bit of space between... The Haunted Mansion and what was Splash Mountain, soon to be Tiana's. I like the look and feel. I think it's appropriate. I think they make a ton of money at Morimento um, at at Walt Disney World. Do you remember when there used to only be a um, souvenir cart in front of the Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom? So it makes sense. And they've been doing a souvenir cart for a long time at Haunted Mansion. It makes sense to do this. Where I have a problem with this is that between New Orleans Square and the Haunted Mansion, as you lead up to the Frontierland Railroad Station, Frontierland New Orleans Railroad Station, they've always had this lovely little thing called Magnolia Park. I love it. They're looking to remodel it, and I do, I know, I need I need to assume positive intent. But hmm. A little concerned that they're going to take everything that is really special, including that fountain. Now, mind you, one of the problems with Magnolia Park is that it's been used as a backup queue for way too long with Haunted Mansion. So it wasn't like there was a lot of time or a lot of windows of opportunity to really sit and enjoy the park. But at any rate, those were some of the things that were mentioned in the last couple of weeks, but were not even discussed at Destination D23. Uh, They did talk about new Star Wars meet and greet characters, particularly from um, Ahsoka. Those characters coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge um, over at, at Disneyland, not discussed in terms of Walt Disney World, but it was discussed in terms of Disneyland. I'm hoping that now that they've ended the hotel that we get some of these characters over there, but No promise so far on that. Here's the big thing that was not discussed, although announced during the shareholder meeting, if I'm correct, and that was Bob Iger's interest in putting an entire Pandora land in Disneyland Resort. I assume Disneyland. I've always kind of assumed that it might occupy the space where the old boat, um, motorboat cruise was, between Matterhorn and Small World. Not sure that that's the case at all. Maybe they'll do a change to Tomorrowland. It certainly needs to be discussed what happens to Tomorrowland. None of that was discussed in this event, but it does give you a sense of some of the things. Really, very little was discussed for Disneyland. Not too surprising, but there was more discussed about Disney California Adventure. Not in terms of Hyperion Theater show, where Rogers the musical was closed. I saw it over the summer. I liked it. It was cute. Didn't rush to come back to it. Uh, But it sits there as a big empty theater where they could be filling it up with a lot of people every day. So it'll be interesting. And I did like its tie to Avengers Campus next door. What they um, did talk about was something that was mentioned last summer at D23, but you almost got the impression that it was kind of d- had died out or it was dead on arrival. They talked about putting a um, gift shop in at the entrance to this, but they hadn't really talked anything about the ride. Here's what they said at Disney California Adventure Park, a new world jumping vehicle is coming to the next attraction, Adventures Campus, to help transport superheroes into the multiverse. Now for me, I look at this picture of this vehicle jumping through space and it kind of looks like a universal Spider-Man vehicle, Islands of Adventure Spider-Man vehicle in a Guardians of the Galaxy jump point setting. They do state the vehicle combines elements of Tony Stark's time suits with Zandarian jump points and a Wakandan technology. Wakandan technology, remember that Wakanda was going to be kind of, oh, and they talk about it being a battle with Thanos still. The thought was that this was gonna take place in Wakanda. We still don't know um, exactly how it's laid out. We don't have a time frame on this. Um, we just know that they've been working on a ride vehicle. So that's what we know at this point also not mentioned at this uh, destination. And mind you, I I expected more of an emphasis on Walt Disney World stuff, but not mentioned here was anything related to the Pixar Hotel. They did note that there has been some 7,000 rooms rehabbed in recent years. That's the kind of investment they put, which is a good place to put investment. But no discussion was really made about the Pixar Hotel. There was very little reference that I recall in the villas at Disneyland Hotel and certainly I remember no reference or discussion on changes or shops or restaurants that are affecting the design of downtown Disney which is a big thing there and yet nothing was happening. All right let's jump to Walt Disney World and yeah we've got a lot to talk about here They, uh, first off is the hatbox ghost. Okay, what we do know is it's coming in late November. Um, And they also got into this little detail is, well, we've always had 999 happy spooks. Is This hatbox ghost number 1000. Well, in truth, they answer it by saying, hey, it was part of the original 999, but pulled at the beginning, which harkens back to, the thing I had discussed a couple of weeks ago. This was a major thing um, earlier um, in the days of Walt Disney World. In fact, it was really probably one of the key ghosts of the Haunted Mansion, but it was taken out immediately because the effect did not work. What's interesting, again, going back to the Disney Insights um, page, you'll see an image, a new image of this, clearly shows that it's next to the Endless Hallway, I get all that. What's surprising to me is that there's a door behind it and the door is leading out to an exterior. The door is um, kind of has some glass at the top that kind of mimics the museum of the weird concepts of Rolly Crump. So I kind of like the look and feel of it. Don't know where the door's leading. Don't know why there's a door there. That's uh, That's an interesting notion, but I think... We'll see more in late November. I would assume probably come Thanksgiving weekend um, or that week of Thanksgiving is when we're going to see the Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, they talked about Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Here they talked about the animatronics, which includes Princess Tiana, Prince Naveen, Louis, Udora, Charlotte, Big Daddy, Mama Odie, the King and Queen of Maldonia, and Prince Ralphie. Uh, they're definitely characters. Are they all represented as animatronics? Not quite sure. We know they're a bunch of animals. They really reference big time how much animatronics were going. That's a good message to give for this attraction because there were a lot of animatronics in the previous Splash Mountain. And I think people are expecting that moving forward. And, And none of the, I have no reason to believe any of the former Splash Mountain animatronics will get um, remade or added back in because they've gone to servos as opposed to hydraulics. Um, they just seem to be making a big concerted effort and it's a big investment to do so, to um, improve the technology of these animatronic attractions, which we're going to see in a big way in just a moment. Uh, lots of discussion since last summer about a remodel of Pecos Bills. Would it go to Tiana's Uh, Nothing was discussed. Nothing was referenced there. Uh, There was an announcement a couple of weeks ago about smell coming to a storybook circus. I just don't understand why they didn't want to spend a lot of time on that. That just sounded like, you know, could you look under your seat for a special smell? I don't know what they could have done at that event, but none of that was mentioned. What was new, what was surprisingly new, was the idea of a Pirates of the Caribbean theme lounge. And I put this as a redo. This is what they say, a new Pirates of the Caribbean themed lounge is coming to Adventureland at Magic Kingdom Park in Florida. The first of its kind experience will extend the story of Pirates of the Caribbean. Imagineers are in the design process now and more details are coming in the future. This is building on the success of, in my view, Uh, that's the end of the description. Now, in my view, this is building on the success of the cantina over at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. If you could build a fun place to go and have a drink and charge a ton of money for it, why not do it pirate style? Oh, by the way, one um, one of the very cool things about this is that there was a bird, a parrot, that used to greet guests as they came into pirates of the caribbean he apparently is being blended into this as you'll see in the diagram my guess is they are taking over um the current um counter service tavern that is there there's no guarantee that that's what they're doing but there's space there in fact that space indoor and outdoor is far bigger than the cantina, so I'd be really surprised if they don't take that. This is a smart money move, um, maybe not the smartest money move, but definitely a big fan move in my opinion. And well, and I say my opinion. By the way, I have to say that the fans who attended this event, as I watched and listened, this was a hard crowd. This was a tough crowd. This was. This was a pickier crowd than last summer at D23. Their applause was at best, at times, polite, but not significant. There were a few moments where they really cheered on. They had some freebies, including a free uh, cruise on the Disney treasure uh, to one lucky individual. That was a very cool moment in the presentation. But I got to tell you, it was hard to read the reception. For me, I love this new announcement. It's a redo of the Country Bears, which is going to be called Country Bear Musical Jamboree. It's coming in 2024 next year when the show debuts reading from their text. The bears will be reinterpreting favorite Disney songs in a different genre of in different genres of country music. And they showed an example of this with look for the bare necessities and uh and the recording of that music, so recording is going on, this is going on, this is moving forward. This is not something, and by the way, do you remember there was discussion by another podcaster or vlogger that talked about how this was all going to be redone to Toy Story themes? I think. I think this is necessary and this is great. I wouldn't be surprised if they turn these bears over again to the newer forms of electronics, which means they'll be more dependable. They'll, they'll work better. And I think it's just really needed. So, um, and they're working right now with Nashville musicians to get an authentic country sound. Um, and they're, And you see the poster for it, it's got... Henry, right in the center. It's got Big Al. It's got Wendell and Teddy Barra. It's got Ernest. um, It's got Terrence. It's got Trixie. It's got Romeo, And it lists the five bear rugs. Um, The only thing that doesn't list is um, Bunny, Bubbles, and Beulah. But my guess is, or well, it doesn't show Gomer either in this. But I would reckon, I would say that this will probably show up does say it's opening in 2024. Slightly new costumes and whatnot. I think this is a great thing and really, frankly, needed. Um, I was afraid that it was going to die a death, and uh, so I'm happy to see. And by the way, I talked about how the a couple of podcasts ago how it was uh, 20 or 1928 is the year that the Grizzly Hall was founded. Or its leader um, was immortalized in the theater. So you get this is still work in the genre. Now, here's the big thing that was talked about, but not presented and not detailed. If you'll recall, going back to 2022, only a year ago, Chris Beatty, Jennifer Lee, and Josh DeMarle got up and they all talked about this blue sky idea of putting Coco and Kanto and Villain's Lair on the back end around Rivers of America. Now, these this expansion was alluded to, but not discussed further by Bruce Vaughn, who came in the spring of this year. Mind you, mind you, all those announcements a year ago came when Bob Iger had not returned to the organization, when it was still Bob Chapek, So I see a lot of these things going out because they were Bob Chapek things or they certainly weren't under the helm of Bruce Vaughn. He says in here, future expansion plans for Magic Kingdom in Florida are the largest ever for the park, according to Bruce. Imaginaries are looking to tell stories beyond Big Thunder Mountain, similar in scale to things like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and Pandora, the world of Avatar, adding new attractions, restaurants, shows, and more. More details to come in the future. What does this mean? <clears throat> well, it's interesting they allude to Galaxy's Edge because if you recall Disneyland, they cut the river and they put Star Wars Galaxy's Edge back there. That's a big space they put back there for one themed land. Here's what I believe I believe that there is one big theme land that's coming back there. And that big themed land is Villain's Lair. And that they believe that they could do all sorts of really crazy, fun, uh, astonishing things back there. Where does that put Coco? Where does that put Encanto? I've never felt that they were well placed in Frontierland. They're not really part of the Rivers of America and all that. Doesn't mean that Coco might not live, but ah, uh, well, we'll sell, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's let's jump over to Epcot World Celebration, the centerpiece of the park, which has been under construction for so many years. They have announced that it will open in December. What does that mean? That means there's. A major landscaping package coming in. There's the new Walt Disney statue. There's a centerpiece fountain done with the Epcot rings around it. Of course, Moana Journey of Water. They announced that is opening officially on October 16th, 2023, which is the hundredth anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. And they also noted that Moana will appear with the attraction in a dedicated meet and greet in that area. Now I do not believe that necessarily means CommuniCore will open at the same time. I think that's still behind maybe the outdoor uh, concert venue, but I do not think for sure. CommuniCore was not mentioned, just that World Celebration would be. It'd be great if it all opened, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Still, I'm glad that they have put their foot down and said, you're going to open in 2023. Something. And, and I think that's really good. I'm glad to see Moana finally opening up. Of course, um, we made reservations with annual pass holders to go and with cast members and so forth. They also announced that Figment. And his meet and greet starts tomorrow. It's over a journey to imagination in the Image Works area. He was brought out toward the end. He looks to me a lot like the old Figment walk-around character from the 2008, 2010 area. Um, but still, we're all good with that. What was a big new announcement is a new redo, redo again, but this is a big E-ticket attraction that's being redo, redone. And it's test track with inspiration from the world of motion. It says Imagineers, along with teams from Chevrolet, are reaching back into history for inspiration from the original world of motion and bringing that spirit of optimism to the next iteration of the Test Track attraction, more to come in the future. I have to say that one of the things that I really do like about this new redo of Test Track is that they're harkening back to classic Epcot And there are so many little things from the Connections Cafe where you see maps of the original Epcot laid into the tile or the five rings going around the new fountain in World Celebration or the flags with the different icons in them. I really love all of those elements and I really applaud them for thinking through that kind of approach. I think it's going to make Epcot more embraced by so many more people. That's not to say that they're not adding new things that were never part of Epcot. For instance, Asha from the new Disney animated film Wish will soon be coming not only to Epcot, but to Disneyland Resort and to Disneyland Paris in time for the opening of the film this fall. And then they also noted the a new t- a title, they finally announced the title for the new fireworks show that is replacing Harmonious. The brand new fireworks show. Now, listen, this is what they've said. It will feature it will feature fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects and music. Let me repeat that. Fireworks, fountains, lasers, lighting effects and music. Note, there is no mention of drones. Other than this, uh, and, 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 And I think that's important to know because it was just announced about a week or two ago that David Duffy would be coming back to head up entertainment at Walt Disney World from Disneyland Paris. Now, what makes Paris interesting is that they've been doing some very cool drone shows in both parks. Frankly, I see drones potentially coming at some point to Disney's Animal Kingdom in the arena where Rivers of Light is. I've held that the the technology really works best with drones if you can have kind of a proscenium play. In other words, you look at it, everybody's looking at the same image from the same side with the fact that they can't do fireworks at Disney's Animal Kingdom because of the animals What a great place to bring in drones. And I think you could do so safely without it flying over the heads of guests and so forth. I think that this was not announced. This is not, but this is me talking. I think we will see an announcement sometime in the next year about a drone show coming to where Rivers of Light was in the Asia Arena Theater. Now, what I also want to say It's two things. First of all, they did announce that some 200 shows had been launched in the last couple of years across the Disney universe. The fact that there are 200 Disney shows is something I've got to go count at some point. That is an amazing number. I think what they're including are shows that came back from COVID. But when you've had to stop a show, it's like starting from scratch again because you've got to go through the casting and rehearsal and... You got to really start up, even though even though maybe the props or the scenery or the theater is there, you still got to bring in a whole new cast. So I do appreciate what uh, they have had to do over the last couple of years. Oh, did I mention oh, the, the Epcot name? I'll come back to that in a minute. Well, well, no, I should come to it right now. It is luminous. Luminous, the Symphony of Us. So it's Lumen, and then you have Spaceship Earth for the O, and then U.S., The Symphony of Us. So Lumen Us, The Symphony of Us. That's the title of it, Well, not Illuminations, but kind of a little bit of a play there. Sounds fine. I'm not big on, ti- I don't care about titles so much. I'm sure it's gonna be Well, and more importantly, that show is coming on December 4th or 5th. I can't even remember, and I've already made my reservation uh, to see it on opening day. So I'm excited. But but here's the interesting thing about all this. And this is not, I, I don't think anybody else has mentioned this so far. Even though they brought in all these hundreds of shows, there was nothing other than this fireworks. There was nothing that was announced at this event, in terms of entertainment offerings. Now, there have been some recent entertainment offerings over at Paris, and I'll talk about them in a minute, but there is nothing mentioned for Walt Disney World. In my view, that's partly because David Duffy has just come back, and they are trying to figure out what they want to do, and rather than repeat the let's have something in the works and then bring on somebody new and change the whole thing, which is what they did with attractions this year. I think they're waiting to kind of get a sense of it. But I do believe that the answer to competing to Epic Universe is entertainment, a nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom. Hello, people you got to get this in your head that this is what you have got to have. What I just talked about, a drone type style offering at Rivers of America with color and lights and all of that, that could be huge. I just see lots of possibilities here for entertainment to really take a more forward role as you compete against Epic Universe and to do so within, within the time frame of that park opening. All right, that was Epcot. We get to Disney's Hollywood Studios. One announcement for the studios, one, only one, which again, reemphasizes the fact that they're missing entertainment announcements. One announcement was made for Disney's Hollywood Studios and that is Star Tours. Ahsoka will become part of the popular Star Wars attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios. In Florida, Disneyland Park and Disneyland Paris beginning uh, next spring. So, very cool. If you haven't seen Ahsoka, I think it's playing out really well. I think it's a great a great show. And I think uh, it's great that they're embracing that. But other than Star Tours, nothing, nothing else was discussed. I could have used the Citizens of Hollywood announcement at least. But nothing else was discussed. Now we come over to uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom and oh boy, big things are happening. You'll recall again with Chris Beatty and Jennifer Lee and Josh Jamara last year, that we were talking about the idea that maybe Moana and Zootopia might go in into this very uh, disappointing Dino Land. Well, that's gone. That is completely gone. What's taking its place? Well, Zootopia is coming, but in a very surprise redo announcement, it is going to take over the Tree of Life theater where Tough to Be a Bug has been. Now, there's a lot that I love about Tough to Be a Bug, and frankly, I like Bug's Life. It's a great Pixar film, but I do have to concur that there was a problem, there are two problems with tough to be a bug. First of all, the whole imagery had really needed to be replaced. In fact, a little known fact, it wasn't even drawn by Pixar. Pixar didn't even have time to draw because they were too busy creating the movie. This attraction premiered before the movie. They had to have an outside party do the 3D film for this, and it's old. The second problem I have is I'm after years of watching this, I am really exhausted by small children who are absolutely scared out of their wits by grasshoppers and spiders and steam and bug zapping and the whole thing. I can't tell you the number of times the doors opened wide open outside because families were taking their children, small children out the door many of them really not even knowing how scary and intense the one section was. It was intense. They did a great job, but let's let's be really clear here. There needs to be something a little more family-friendly. I think Zootopia is a great representation for that. It's supposed to be about all animals, like the tree itself has all animals carved into it. I think this is going to be I'm going to give this a benefit of the doubt. I think this just may work. Um. So what's going to happen with the Land area? Because you can clearly see when you walk through there, Land is on its last legs. Well, a very interesting new image was, was presented with very little description, more music, then description, for instance, all of a sudden, the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno came up and it was clear from the graphic, you could see the Casa Madrigal from Encanto, clear and you see it back ends to kind of a mountain area. So you get the very clear sense that there is some kind of attraction that's going to go with the Casa Madrigal in, um, in this area pretty much in the slate where the old coaster was, is pretty much where it is going. Then, they Josh says some things about a plaza, and I don't have the text with me. But then afterwards, all of a sudden, we have Indiana Jones music come up. And if you look in the far end, right where the Dino um, attraction was, Dinosaur attraction was, you see a sort of Mayan ruin and clearly this is where Indiana Jones is going to go or believed to go. Now, how they referred to this, they didn't really refer to rides. said Walt Disney Imaginary is planning to reimagine Dinoland USA at Disney's Animal Kingdom into a new land inspired by a region sometimes referred to as Tropical Americas. As part of their research, Imagineers are looking at some of the most biodiverse areas on the planet in the regions just north and south of the equator here in the Western Hemisphere, the northern part of South America, stretching up into Central America. This exciting location has been the inspiration for many magical stories over the years. So clearly you're getting an idea that, okay, this is everyone, most everyone knows that the footprint for the dinosaur ride was taken completely out of the Indiana Jones adventure at Disneyland. It is the same ride vehicles. It is the same space and they could do the same kind of attraction for a fraction of what it would be costing them if they started from the ground up. So Applause to them. They're finally agreeing. Now, in my view, so what does this have to do with animals and Disney's Animal Kingdom? To in me, to my mind, archaeology and paleontology are pretty side by side. And it could easily find some ways of working those plot lines together. So I see that very clearly. And, and of course, um, Encanto has this whole experience Um, Encanto has this whole experience where the youngest gets his door and his door is full of jungle and animals. And it's just, it's just, um, it's just a perfect kind of um, uh, setting for doing something fun with animals using Encanto. But there's a little bit more to this. Everybody went out the gate really quick saying Indiana Jones and and Encanto coming to where Dinoland was. I think we were missing a third piece here, and that is when you and again you can look at the site Disney um, Insights.com. People see this sort of plaza area, which is actually. As you enter what is formerly Dinoland and toward the right, which is what was um, Restaurantosaurus, that whole area, in my view, that looks like Coco. And in fact, a couple of other uh, vloggers and and bloggers um, have since then come on board. I mentioned this to David right after the event and he goes, I didn't quite see that. I believe they are adding a cocoa feature. And what's interesting is where the playground was, which by the way, I'd be sad to miss the playground, but where the playground was is what appears to be something like a carousel. And in my view, what they would do here that would be kind of cool is a carousel of Alibrijes, which are those colorful animals that we see in the Coco film. I think that would be a terrific way to celebrate that in a simple form. So what we get is really three attractions plus a major restaurant. You also see that the old um, dinosaur shopping area, that looks like it would turn back over to the Encanto area. It really looks like three distinct regions in my opinion. And I think this this just has huge possibility. Uh, Also, I could see this taking the rest of the decade to be built out. This is not going to come quick, but some pieces could come sooner. I can see that Cocoa piece coming pretty fast, um, especially because a carousel doesn't take that long and you're remodeling a restaurant. I see lots of possibilities here that I think are going to be pretty exciting. So let's go back to Magic Kingdom. In my view the Coco might stay as a restaurant for Pecos Bills. It might go to Princess Tiana. I could see that as well. But if you look at the architecture, I could see that still being a restaurant for Coco. But what I really see here is that the area behind the Rivers of America is going to be a much larger villain's lair. And I think that when um, our newest head Imagineer came in he took a look at this and said there is so much we could do with villains lair in the same spirit that we did so much to star wars galaxy's edge so think of that area of expansion more like star wars galaxy's edge and less than the three districts that make up um hong kong disneyland behind its jungle cruise which is one district centered on a frontier theme with a coaster one centered on Mystic Manor and the other on a Toy Story land. I think it's going to be a much larger land. Will it connect all the way back? I don't know. I think there's problems connecting it all the way back, but from a movement of people, that would be important to do. More to come, I think, on that. But I do think that there is a better focus and a better heading. The only problem with all of this is that you just announced something last year, and now you've taken it back. And whether that's removing the Moana Zootopia thing, the way they had presented it last year, which was an interesting design, I do think this is a much smarter design. any rate, I just think you only get so many times to take things back. And when we haven't heard any reference in all this to Mary Poppins or to the um, former Wonders of Life building becoming a play pavilion, or to the remodel of Spaceship Earth, this just is that you can only do that so many times. You can only go back to the Watering Hole and pretend that nothing was um, was said earlier. Now, the rest of Walt Disney World Resort, Polynesian DVC Tower was slightly mentioned. Nothing was said about the new Fort Wilderness DVC cabins. We moved to Disneyland Paris. They did talk about the Paris Hotel set to reopen the first quarter of 2024. And uh, a lot of excitement for this. One entertainment offering that was not mentioned today, but was came about a couple of weeks ago or a week or two ago, is, and this is a strange one. This is probably the strangest announcement of all of them. An Alice in Wonderland BMX show. That's right. Bikes and Alice in Wonderland. And that's not what I was expecting, especially if where it's going in is the Lights Motor Action Arena. I think this is a miss. I think they should use Lights Motor's action and create a stunt show based on Marvel. I think that would be cool. I like Alice in Wonderland and I generally am accepting of it anytime, but this is just kind of weird. There's a Rapunzel edition coming in. I think that was alluded to. Studio One changes. They talked about changing the major entry area of the Walt Disney Studios Paris Park. These are all Walt Disney Studios Paris Park announcements. And that was not mentioned, although there has been a lot of blueprints thrown out on the on the internet. The, the, there is a new restaurant going around the lake that's being built. That was alluded to. And they showed progress, construction progress on the new frozen land, similar to the one um, that is um, um, coming to Hong Kong. We'll talk about that in in a minute. Uh, One thing they did not talk about was the Disney Village transformation. There's a whole bunch of changes going on there and nothing was alluded to there. Although other images have been shown at earlier times. Tokyo Disneyland they did have video from the three Asian parks of things going on there of course the big thing and probably the biggest expansion of anything and talked about that's coming next year to Tokyo Disney Sea is an eighth themed port that is called Fantasy Springs and it features Rapunzel's Forest, Peter Pan's Neverland and Frozen Kingdom and um And this is, and each of them have rides and attractions and retail and food and beverage. Added to that, the Fantasy Springs Hotel, which backs it up. Um, This is a lot of, if you take these offerings and you add it to the Shanghai offerings we're going to mention in a minute and to the Hong Kong offerings, you have the equivalent of an epic universe being built. Do not think Disney's not using money because they are spending a ton of money to build new stuff. It's just not all at Walt Disney World. Shanghai Disney, they talked a lot about Zootopia. There's been a lot of pictures recently. It looks very cool and impressive, although it's not necessarily something I want to have an animal kingdom. I think you could do it at Disney's Hollywood Studios as an entire new land. I think that might be more appropriate. Interesting enough, there is a new resort hotel. They did a groundbreaking for a new hotel, They've always had the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel and the Toy Story Hotel from the opening of Shanghai Disneyland. This one borders on uh, borders out there on uh, is it called Wish Wishing Star Lake? I think it is. There's a big lake in front of the park. I think this goes if if you were at the Disneyland Shanghai Disneyland Resort Hotel. Looking across the water at the park, I think this goes on the, the right side, which is kind of on the way to a um a mall area that a lot of people are not familiar with. It's not a Disney mall, but it is connected to the whole lake area. At any rate, that's a big investment. They've not talked about what the theme is or the title or anything. We just know, and I would say that it's probably a more expensive hotel then Toy Story I don't um I think it it'll be more than a moderate hotel I think something similar to an adventurer hotel like the one in Hong Kong Disneyland would be a really great idea then at Hong Kong Disneyland they showed video of a, of the Fro, a world of frozen which goes in the back of their fantasyland area and I have to say their nighttime photos just were impressive the um the palace the mountain everything the streets it really looked impressive they shared that they didn't talk a little they didn't talk much about the new walt disney statue going in which is actually going to be placed in fantasyland looking over the carousel but that is coming in as well um and then on other news and not small news by any means but we're not going to spend a lot of time here covina in Palm Springs in the Palm Springs area that is still slated to open next year a big residential community um, that's happening uh, they did announce for lighthouse Point a new title Disney lookout K or key at lighthouse Point I, you just need two words lookout key or you need lighthouse point you don't I think lighthouse point references a larger area and that's why they wanted to say lookout key. I don't know. It does look promising and interesting. That's a big investment to do something like that in a tropical place like that. Of course, big announcements were happened at the beginning of last week and my last podcast, if you haven't heard it, goes into great detail about the Disney treasure and what's happening there. So, so many impressive things there. And then we have a title, for the new cruise ship that was purchased that is going out into the Asian markets. And that is the Disney Adventure. And the picture they have is really interesting because they show the Marina Bay Sands Hotel just kind of behind it. That is a iconic um, destination or iconic piece of architecture in, did I say Shanghai? I said it meant Singapore very excited. I love Singapore. It's on the opposite side of where I live, but it is one of the most beautiful, most amazing cities in the world and yes, absolutely every bit as hot and humid as Orlando, if not more. But so beautiful and a and a cruise ship it's going to be. I'm telling you. I now I have to say again some things were head scratchers. And I talked about the fact that they, that some things feel like a bait and switch. Some things, not even discussed. Where's the Pandora discussion that was supposed to happen? Why didn't we talk about some elephant? Well, any anyway, rate, the long and short is they do have a lot going on. You cannot, I, you really are hard pressed. I remember back in 2019, at the previous D23, I featured 60 to 70 things that were coming into the parks. Things like the Skyliner, things like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I didn't even mention these 50. I didn't even break down all the different attractions or shops in in uh, Fantasy Springs or in the new um, land coming in place of uh, Dino Land. You know, there I, I was over at... Um, Disney's Polynesian resort the other day and there's a whole, uh, new, um, restaurant going in there. And I believe some kind of water feature or pool area going in there. So there's a lot of announcements still to be made. Wouldn't have mind seeing some of those as part of today's announcements, but still there was a lot and a lot that was new and a lot that was unexpected that, um, And I think Josh is right. I think there's there's a lot to look forward to. Well, this ends a very, very involved uh, Disney Insights Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part. Make sure that if you have a chance to not only subscribe to this podcast or subscribe to DisneyInsights.com, but also please uh, offer a, a positive rating if possible, and uh, possible uh, positive review. If you could, check out Disney Facebook page, our Disney Insights Facebook page. We're going to ask you, what are the things you look forward to the most? What are the things you felt like we're missing today? Share with us on the Disney Facebook page. There's a lot to talk about, and uh, we want you to join in the discussion. Again, thanks for being a part. Thanks for joining us. And in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, which I think is going through a remodel soon. Have a great day. We will see you real soon.